Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome into Sports Sunday. It is Mike Rashad and Joe with you here until 11 o'clock this morning. How you guys doing today? What it do? Ahoy. Where's my my Wendy's breakfast? (laughs) Rashad, where's our latest fast food breakfast test? I figure we can do that once a month because every week might get a little gluttonous. Mm, yeah, you know I, mean? I agree with you. So, well, once, once a month might even get a little. <laughs> I was going to say but, once a quarter. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe once every four months. How about that? I'm that's fine with me. I've I almost never do fast food. So I never do fast food. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. Like you know, I, unfortunately, I had to last night because there was nothing else open well, at any point. And Fisher did too because he was driving <laughs> home a little late. And, yeah. You know, yeah, I got I, home from the bar. And I, I, I understand that. If you need some uh, quick eats at, like, t- midnight, the only thing open is going to be uh, McDonald's around the corner or something like that. And let's like just that. say this, is that, um, you know, the the greenery does a thing to you where you get a little hungry and mm, you I heard want to, it. you know, eat things you don't normally eat. Hungry, happy, sleepy. Those you are might, the uh, you know, side you can You can fight that. I've been trying to fight that recently. Uh, it's damn near impossible. It's very hard, but I've been trying. <laughs> Had fast food, came home, and then... Damn near ate half a six-layer bean dip as well. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh my god, yeah. what's wrong with me? I've been, uh, I've been uh, very much the last week, and I'm trying to do this. Uh, I'm trying to be very, very, very good about my diet and my working out again. <laughs> me too. I right half of a six-layer bean dip and yeah. fast food. See how long that lasted. No, I mean, I, I I reached a point last week where I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, flip that switch on and just go hard. And uh, one week later, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's, no. uh, it's been a good first week. And hopefully uh, after a couple of weeks, I'll start to feel like myself again. Because I was feeling like the worst human on earth last no, week. I go through these phases when I'm, you know. You know, I'm very... me over the edge, yeah. Wendy's breakfast. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, and the, the cold part is, like, I didn't really eat much after that. You know, up until dinner time, I think that was all I had eaten until about maybe 6 or 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just had Wendy's breakfast. Yeah, I just had Wendy's breakfast seven hours ago. But, no, you know, I've been getting to that point to where I'm trying to be more mindful of, you know, what I eat and everything. Especially for me. I'm a little little bit older than you guys, but not by that much. But still just a little bit older. Well, you're an old man. Old enough to where I have to be mindful of 
some of the some of the sweets and salty you know intakes. Now I'm not even I'm not a junk food guy. That should be that should be noted. I'm not a junk food guy. My big issue was like, is dinner time? I'm eating the dinner. Yes, whatever it is, it's going to get demolished. Six pieces of chicken, extra helping of mac and cheese. Like that's the big thing, and so that's that's probably not the best way. I, I tend it. to be very similar to you in that is that I'm not a snacker. But I am a, if I have a meal, I make it larger than it should be. Absolutely. Uh, it's just me and my son. My son every has, time. has one piece of chicken. It's like, I'm going to eat the other 13, probably, <laughs> at some point. But I was like, I realized that, you know, maybe you should only make six or seven pieces of yeah, chicken. Yeah, I think I think for me, and this, I think it's different for everybody, but the way it works for my brain is that if I can just commit to it for a couple weeks, it does such a world of difference. Like, mentally realizing that I've been doing a good job, even if, like physically it hasn't had a huge change yet i feel like it physically has had a huge change well, oprah says if you do anything for 30 days it becomes habit and yeah i'm the, a billionaire i am the king of doing things for 29 days oh man and then completely abandoning all like habit training anything i was doing because for guess that what three and a half weeks by day 28 or day 27 you're like you know what man I feel pretty good. I, good. Good. I don't have to do Mission anything at all anymore. And I really want to have that beer. And I really <laughs> you know want to have that you know what? I will pizza. Ha- no, it's not I want to. It's like, you know what? I will have that beer. Yeah. I will have that pizza I all know. of a sudden. So you know, The craziest thing for me is that I'm doing, which is not something I've ever done, is I'm no longer drinking beer except for on the weekend. I do love a good I, 40, man. I've cut it out completely during the week because, I mean, I, I wasn't having a ton, but I was having, like, beer with dinner every night. So removing that. It's very difficult for me because I love my craft beer. Uh, I do a whole podcast around it. But for at least one week so far, I was very successful, and I did not have uh, any uh, beer with dinner this week. No, you're like Norm from Cheers. Then. You like beer like a, a, yes. a nice little – I could imagine you have like a like some type of – I have many different Viking pieces style, of glassware. Yeah, some type of Viking-style drinking where I can uh, it's imagine. Not, it's not that intense, although that <laughs> sounds pretty cool, and thank you for giving me that idea. Drinking out of a horn. Yeah, right. Boy, I can see it. Yes, please. <laughs> I just have a ton of like unique beer glasses that I like to drink my beer out of. But uh, yeah, I worked out really hard. I ate less. I didn't have any beer. And uh, one weekend, and I'm feeling already uh, like I've helped to start the reset. You know, you know the good thing about, uh, but I, I guess getting already. in shape is I guess the the guilt of having that beer, having that pizza. Like usually when you're just when you're just a fat ass, you know, man, you don't you don't think twice about having it. You might think twice because you feel like sick. Well, you but, feel you think twice yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I mean, but when you I when, shouldn't have had when that you've extra been working, thing. But when you've been working out and like you have, it's there's some a guilt that comes over you. Like, oh, why did I just drink that whole beer? Why mm. did I eat three pieces of pizza? Like, what am I doing? So that's kind of good because there was a time to where it was. like... I think we're viewing different scales here, but I'm in a similar boat. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I was like, why times. did I eat six slices of pizza? Yeah, no, see, like now, like it's one of those things. I'm I'm a big fan of like a. Uh, Giuseppe's pizzas out there kind of by me it's like 160 stuff. It's, it's it's great and um i believe you yeah no it's awesome I and don't know so uh them, their uh, name is Giuseppe's yeah yeah they got great pizza yeah <laughs> with a name like that but miss i ordered a small but sir this is our small that was a, a nice commercial back in the uh in the early and mid 90s here in portland but uh i get the pizza large for whatever reason me and my son my girl i have three pieces of pizza and i'm like too many carbs why did i do that i should have just called it at once so i guess having that you know that internal you know kind of voice in my head saying well don't well, do it what's funny is that yesterday i was i was going to allow myself saturdays to still be kind of my cheat day because it's really difficult to just go perfect 
oh, yeah. every day of the week or else you're going to break really fast. And Saturday's the fun day. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm still lessening what I was eating on Saturday, but I had food that I wanted to have yesterday. And uh, then my stomach went, hey, a-hole, uh, you're going to have to go to the bathroom now because you've been eating really well for a week and you just put that in your body. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was in excruciating pain for luckily 30 minutes, not too bad. But it was like, wait, I, but it's only been a week. Like, I realize it's been a really good week, but my body's already like, yeah, okay, we're at, we can't do all this food anymore, man. You've been, you've been training more here. <laughs> you've been doing better. That's good. That's your body saying that no, we're good. But I don't want it to. I, I still want to enjoy my cheat day. I don't want to have the punishment of it at the end. I think now cheat day just looks a little bit different. Yeah, I think you so. Know, so there you go. Hot uh, exercise talk. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's, food talk. it's always been something. I've always been a yo-yoer with my weight. I was always very heavy. Um, not always, but at, once I got into sixth grade, I started getting heavier. And I've always yo-yoed back and forth. I just have... I don't think I followed the generic stereotypes of yo-yo weight loss and weight gain. Like I am really good at being able just to say you're done. I can, I can flip that switch. The problem is, is I never want to flip the switch because <laughs> I like food too much. So I have to get to the point where I flip that switch and say, okay, you're going to eat healthier. You're going to have more water, which is why I got the giant gallon water bottle, which is literally giant. It's it is ginormous. amazing. Yeah. Almost bigger than my torso. Yes. Uh, Yes, and I'm very, I'm so happy with that purchase so far. It's been amazing. But um, is drinking water hard for you? No, but it's uh, sometimes I just get forgetful about filling it up. Joe, I, I love water, but I just forget sometimes. Is water hard for you? I met a lot of people who was like, "Man, drinking so much water, it's hard for me." Yeah, it's it is because I I like ice cold water, and you don't always have ice on deck. So no, like drinking drinking ice cold water, like I can kill that stuff. But yeah. uh, just regular, like you know. Room, room temperature yeah regular old water yeah can i be love tough. room temperature water oh, that's gross. i see it's this gross. thing water is my favorite drink like i mean i'm not a big <laughs> soda or juice guy for whatever reason so at, at dinner somewhere or i'm not like a wine or beer with my meal you know so it's like man water hey underrated water with cucumber I agree. It's very yeah. fancy, but just so simple. Very refreshing. I feel like I've only ever seen water with cucumber in like the lobby of a nice hotel. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the only time I ever yeah. see it. I don't see it out. out in the wild. They got to figure it out. When you're, it when is you, very good though. Grab yourself a cucumber at the store next time you're there. Get a pitcher. World fill, of difference. Fill it up with water, ice, and throw a few. Uh, throw the entire in. cucumber in solid. <laughs> don't even cut it up. Just throw it in there. Yep. Now, cut up a few slices, I don't know, six, seven, eight, and let it just kind of stew in that water. And it's, uh, yeah, super Underrated refreshing. vegetable is the cucumber. Yeah. I'd say zucchini, a yeah. very similar-looking vegetable. Yeah. Well, I mean, cucumber is doubly awesome because it leads to pickles. pickles. There you yeah. go. Mm. There you go. You can fry them, you know, do all type of stuff with pickles it. Pickles are delicious. I love it. Love I- me some bread and butters. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yes. I'm a big pickle guy. Deep-fried you know I mean? pickles? Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, something I didn't really ever try until, like, I feel like four or five years ago. I went on a college I had it at a restaurant once. I was like, oh, my what, God. Uh, the deep-fried pickles? Yeah. yeah. I went on Wait, a college we need to stop tour? talking about this <laughs> yeah. deep-fried stuff. What are we doing? <laughs> I went on a college tour at, um, I think I was maybe 19 or 20 or something like that, and went to uh, Michigan, uh, Ann Arbor, you know what I'm saying? Super cool, you know, nice place and everything. But they had this place called uh, Zingerman's, and, man, yo, they have all these different types of pickles. Amazing. Like, Hot, spicy, all these. Like, so it was like a Jewish deli then. Oh, it was yeah, I, yes. Which which are my favorite sandwich spots? 
ever. I wish we had because they've got all sorts it. of great, uh, great yeah. pickle options. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. Yeah, we don't have a lot of Jewish jellies in the city. We have a couple. We need to get one. We, Mike, well, Kenny Mike and get Zooks. On Kenny and Zooks is, exists. Great Jewish jelly. Do they add some gabagool? I mean that's that's more Italian than Jewish food, but okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of uh, Satrials, and I'm thinking yes. of uh, New Jersey food over yeah, here. Yeah, Satrials not a Jewish deli there, Joe. That would be a, <laughs> that would be a butcher shop, but um, <laughs> good try. No, but you know pastrami sandwiches and you know stuff like that. It's all it's all there. Delicious, absolutely delicious. Get some latkes, some potato pancakes, Stop which are it. amazing. Stop it! I need to order a sandwich. That's my big thing. We're talking about being in shape. Sandwiches mm. are my favorite food. Mm. And all that bread. And it's just I do love sal- counterproductive. So, so, yeah. All right. Well, now that we've uh, talked about how proud we are and now we tortured ourselves. Now anyway, we need to order food. Man. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get into some sports, huh? I have a very uh, I'm very curious about this question that we're going to start with next. The big story of the weekend was we just witnessed the final home regular season game for a legend. But it is in a sport that Rashad doesn't like at all. Not true. I mean, it's down the tier of your list. And I know that Joe is not super into the sport as well, at least uh, like I am not as into it as I used to be, but as as I was. I'm very curious, how does Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher view Mike Krzyzewski? Because college basketball fans view him a certain way, but how do you two view Mike Krzyzewski? Coach K, we'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 
Welcome back into Sports Sunday. Mike, Rashad, Joe with you. Now, the big story of the weekend has been the final home game of Coach K's career. It was actually a pretty embarrassing loss to North Carolina yesterday as uh, they packed the house, and it's a really small arena down there at Duke. Cameron Indoor is only like 9,000 or some people can go and watch the games there, but uh, packed the house. There was a ton of former players there, and Duke lost by like 25 points. Pretty embarrassing, but they are still one of the best teams in the country, regardless of that loss. Um, but I'm very curious because Isaac and I talked about this on Friday because both of us are college basketball fans. How do we view Coach K? And I was driving in this morning, and I was curious. I was like, okay, well, you know, co- every, everyone who knows sports knows who Coach K is, regardless of if you like uh, college basketball or not, right? He's kind of larger than the sport in general, or at least the biggest name in the sport, and that tends to transcend uh, fandom of a specific sport. But I was really curious how a couple of, uh, you know, slightly to non-college basketball fans viewed him. Because I think for a lot of college basketball fans, Coach K for a long time was hated. One, he was the head coach of Duke. Who likes Duke unless you went there? Two, he was one of the greatest head coaches. Oh, you do? (laughs) Um, he was one of the, the the greatest head coaches of all time, if not maybe the greatest head coach of all time, although John Wooden would certainly have something to say about that. And um, But as, as you also respect him because you know of how good he is. And you know, the way I talked about it on Friday was Coach K to me is, I, I just respect him because I know he's a legend. And he, he was able to adjust and zig and zag with college basketball because he's been successful over the course of three decades there. He's won titles in the 90s, thousands, and tens. I mean, that's that's really hard to do in a sport that has radically changed over the last 30 years. So I'm curious how you guys view Coach K because, you know, he's very intense. He seems to put on the face of being a nice college basketball coach, but he is also from the Bob Knight school and is, you know, can be very, very, if you see the clips of him getting insanely angry at his players and stuff, can be a little off-putting. And, well, again, Duke, one of the more hateable uh, teams in all of sports, in reality, you know, up there with Yankees and Lakers and all that kind of, like, people hate Duke. They're, they're kind of douchey, and they're good, so you hate them. So I'm curious, Joe and Rashad, how you guys kind of view Coach K now that we're at the end of his career. Man, we could talk all day about Coach K. Okay. <clears throat> um, I think, and Let's this go. is just me, um, <laughs> When you're talking about college basketball, he's on the Mount Rushmore of college sports or college basketball. You know, um, obviously you throw in, uh, let's see, Roy Williams, uh, Dean Dean Smith, um, John, John Wooden, Wooden yeah. and then Mike Shashevsky. You know, some people might put, um, I forget, uh, the former Kentucky. Um, well, he's still coach. there, Calipari. No, no, no. Well before Cal, man, the, the oh. arenas wrote named after him. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Rupp. Yeah, Adolph Rupp. Rupp. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, you can argue any one of those guys, but either way, Coach K is up there. Um, most wins all time. You know, he's only got three, 361 losses in his entire 41-year career. Mm. <laughs> That's amazing. 361 losses. And that means uh, will you lose, what, in 41 years? You maybe lose three, four games a year, possibly. Well, I think that's you know, a little, a little, bit. little low. You know, a maybe little a little low. low. Like maybe I don't know. My math, I wasn't good at math. How many school. losses did you say? Uh, oh, 361 losses. In how many years? 
uh, 46 seasons as okay. head coach. So, I mean, that, how many national championships? I believe it's that's uh, eight losses a year. <laughs> Man, that's that's incredible. And then think about yeah. those years where they were just they were just bad, especially towards the beginning of the program where Duke was still trying to build its identity in between there. Twelve Final Four appearances. The only person that has as many as him is the great John Wooden. Five national championships. The only only person that has more than that is John Wooden, who has ten. So I mean, <laughs> you know, when you're talking about all these great great NBA players that have played for Duke, the the Grant Hills, um, the Christian Leitner was an NBA All Star. Say what you want to about him being a bust, but at some point he was an NBA um, All Star. In between there, Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum and uh, guys like JJ Redick, and then the guys that didn't even—they were good in college, but didn't go on to like do great things, you know, in the in the NBA. Man, the the Bobby Hurleys uh, of the world, and the now a coach, and now 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 a coach, and then guys like. Uh, Chris Collins, you probably don't remember him. John Shire, like guys that were just like John Shire is going to replace Coach K. And so you you got guys that were like he brings they, them they back good. as assistants. <laughs> yeah, but then you then but then you go off and you know when everybody is going against the grain and saying, man, we're not with the one and done stuff. We're not with the one and done stuff. Coach K says, okay, I'll take some I'll take some great freshmen that you guys don't want because you don't want them to be here for a year. But what's interesting is that Coach K has Mich- not really even still has not really bought fully into the one and done thing. He obviously had Kyrie and he had Zion and the, you know those are special talents, mm-hmm. but think about the Duke teams over the years. They had much fewer at least recent years I should say. They've had much fewer one and dones than like Kentucky but, who went like all in. But the ones that they've had, the uh Brandon Ingrams and um obviously Jason Tatum and Kyrie and well, Kyrie barely guys. even played for. Well, he, yeah, but yeah, but he was, and Kyrie is special because he played eleven games yeah. in college and got picked number one overall. You know, so that just goes to show you go to Duke, you you're a made man, right? Like you're you're going to be in the spotlight every single every single night the college basketball is on, whether you're good or not, you're still Duke, and you've got this big target on your back. You know why people hate Duke? Because it's they're because, good. Well, that, but they don't look like they're supposed to be. Like you see Duke come in and you're like, man, we can beat them. Like they're not, they're not overly athletic. They're not, you know, traditionally, like they were a bunch of guys that just quote unquote played the right way. Ball movement. There was no one guy that really dominated the ball or dominated, you know, like outside of maybe a Christian Leitner or, you know, someone in between there. But like it was always team basketball. And I'll be honest, made a lot of brothers mad because you talk about a team of white dudes that were coming in and mopping the floor mm-hmm. with these other teams. And it just and you talk about why people hate Duke. Yes, there was a douchiness to him. There is a Grayson Allen. Hello, Grayson. Grayson Allen is easily probably the most one of the most hated players in the NBA right now was one of the most hated players in college, probably next to Christian Christian Leitner, the most hated Duke player of all time, quite possibly. After Christian Leitner, you know, and maybe maybe even more. No, than Christian I think Leitner. Christian Leitner is going to win that title. No, yeah, well, I mean, people <laughs> people hate him now. Christian Hitler, Leitner, Leitner loves to be. He loves that hate. He Christian loves that. Hatner. You know, he 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 kind of he kind of embraces that at this point. Grayson Allen is just a dude, a d bag. Like he's one of those guys, but that's what Duke is full of. A lot of those guys that are just kind of d bags, and you well, know, and but to, for whatever and, reason, and, and to add into it, I mean, Coach K is kind, kind of, of a d bag yeah, at the same so, time, and so, or at least it's, it, he he hides some of it. He may be a huge d bag. It's it's a, it's the Belichick, you know, kind of 
attitude or persona that that he has. Like you know, it's all business. It's it's very seldom fun. It's you know that what's that one gif of um, uh, Roy Roy Williams coming into the locker room and kind of dancing and everything yeah. like that after they went. You're never going to see Coach K do anything like that. Like you would never see him kind of show that side. You know, they won the gold medal. And it was like smile. I'm with Kobe and LeBron. Well, you know, there's there's very little energy about him. So now I, that's the part that I forgot about. Coach K is not just Duke. He is also Team USA. And arguably, arguably the greatest Team USA team ever. I still think the dream team. But, again, he got a chance to coach two consecutive, three, three, three consecutive uh, gold medal teams. So he had the 2008 team, the 2012 team, and then 16. Did he coach his last one too? No. no that was, that no, was Pop. That was, that was Pop, yeah. So, yeah, yeah the last uh, three of the last four um Did they win gold, gold medals, in 16? They did win gold in 16. Okay. Yeah, they haven't lost since they put the since 2004. Okay. So they've been running through those guys. But being able to step in and coach a LeBron James and coach a, a Kobe Bryant and coach a Carmelo Anthony and then be able to give Kobe some real advice like, bro, we need, you need to pass the ball. You need to get these guys involved. Like, you can't, you're not going to score 30 in this setting with these guys and getting him to do something that Phil Jackson really wasn't able to do all the way it was to get Kobe to play in a more team setting. And that's exactly what he was able to get that guy to do. Coach K, in my opinion, the greatest college coach of all time. I understand. I think John Wooden had the greatest collection of college talent of all time. You know, when you look at the guys that he's had and the records that he's been able to break. But in my opinion, as far as a a modern-day coach, nobody, and the numbers show it, nobody's been better than Coach K. Yeah. um, What about you, Joe? There's part of me that, like, wants to separate the the legacy and – how long he's been the coach there and just year over year getting talent, being one of the top teams and, you know, without Duke basketball and what he's done for that, that program, who really thinks about Duke for athletics at all? Oh, I mean, they're not a football school. I mean, you don't really care about much of the other sports, but they're they're good at lacrosse, you know? Um, So when you think, and have college. a very weird history with lacrosse. Yes. Uh, when you think college basketball, Duke is just one of the first things you think of. And that's because of him and what he's done. And, again, just the talent that he's coached over the years that have co- that has come through that school. Um, it's pretty amazing. And, again, the runs, the championships, easily one of the best coaches of all time. And that's why they gave a big-ass building over at Nike to him, among other things. And that's kind of where I'm going is, like, yeah, they they got a lot of good talent, but it seems like uh, Duke is like the Russia of the college basketball. Like you can't say anything about them paying players or anything like that because you don't know what's going to end up to you, uh, like down an elevator shaft or something like that. Like what <laughs> Duke? No, they don't play. They have always done it clean. No, no, it's all good over there. They they do everything right. No, the, they're Coach going K, there for the education. Yeah, so. Coach K is great. He just recruits players, and they just want to go there because they want to go to Duke, and that's it. Nothing's happening over there. And then there's the moments where against the Ducks a couple years ago where he's lecturing Dylan Brooks on the sideline, telling him how to, I don't know, shake how hands. To, yeah, how to be a, like a something. I think the Ducks end up killing them. How to game. win yeah. correctly. And then he does the same thing to a Syracuse kid a couple years after that at the end of the game. There's a high and mighty there. You know, there's and, a, yeah. and then he's ripping an economics uh, major during a press oh, conference yeah. because he was uh, a student journalist. Right? Yeah. A student journalist. It's just like, yeah, there's definitely this air of I'm better. I know what's best. You know, I've been doing this for so long. This is how you need to behave after you win, after you beat Duke. And 
So th- th- there's a part of Coach K there that just rubs me the wrong w- way. Didn't he go to like the Naval Academy or to like where did Coach K go to go to actual school? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, we'll look. Yeah, he was. You know, I think he's one of those. Uh, you know, one of those really great Army schools. You know, <laughs> that that just produce guys that yeah, are. He went to Army. West Point. Yeah, so you know that's very much about discipline. Uh, I don't know very many guys from West Point that are super fun. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys like? I mean, usually when I hear West Point, I think serious business. I'm sure Boy, they are on leave. But yeah, it's interesting. I've been to West Point. It's amazing, by the way. I can imagine uh, the campus is beautiful, and I saw a football game there. And if you're a college football fan, that should be on every college football fan's bucket list is to go watch a game at West Point. Um, I don't know a lot of people who graduated there, though. Like, I had a great time. I know people who like the school for, like, football. They're, they they pull for Army. But I I don't think I really know anybody that, that went there. So I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I, and I'm really just judging from, you know, the the celebrities and, you know, athletes and guys like that that, that we end up seeing that, you know, kind of go to schools like West Point. But, you know, it's serious business with, with Coach K. And with that, there's not a lot of room for fun and laughter and you know when you're winning that much, how much do we see Belichick smile when he wins the when he wins very, the Super Bowl? Very rarely. He wins the Super Bowl and then he smiles and then he says stuff like "No days off." Like really, we just won the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> bro, relax. That's, that's pretty much Coach K in a nutshell, you know. So, uh, but either way, I don't know if we'll ever see this level of intensity. And I don't know. It's it's more so for the Duke fans, not Coach K. And I didn't watch it last night, but when I got the update that <laughs> North Carolina beat Duke. At uh, at Duke for Coach K's last regular season, I I laughed out loud. Of like, course, that is hilarious. See, so that's the, that's the interesting <laughs> thing, is it's like there's a lot of respect for him, but yet you still kind of like when he loses. <laughs> Didn't Kobe lose his last game here? Uh, I mean, here in Portland, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. You know, and I, so it's one of those things. Like, yeah, man, we respect you, thank you, but we're trying to get that ass. We're trying to beat you. Well, it's different though because that's your team beating them, like. Yeah. You're not a North Carolina fan. Like, you don't care. No. It's, yeah. it's That's the North Carolina rivalry, North Carolina Duke. And it's still, you look at it and go, <laughs> So there's respect, but in the very back of your head, there's still you're, a little bit of still like, a douche and, can, um, I, can I find a hole to poke into this guy's Like I there? said, I don't know if that's more so because it happened to Duke fans and, you know, you don't want to see them have anything nice or that it happened to Coach K on this last game. Duke fans are the Laker fans, the cowboy fans of college basketball that's just what it is bro the yankee fan that's just yeah the yankee fans oh my gosh are you serious i forgot i got the yankees in here got the cowboys in here we got the patriots in here (sighs) that's not the same nobody nobody (laughs) loves the patriots nobody loves the patriots our fan base isn't bad (laughs) okay okay yeah they are it's thank you yes they are i was trying to you know you be honest about your own fan base here. hey man i've been to boston it's not the nicest place just all right let's take a break uh coming up next I'm going to throw this in here and then we'll get to some NFL stuff that's going on. And then uh, maybe we'll chat a little NBA as well. But um, again, this is I'm I'm not going to get into the weeds here because I know Rashad is not huge into baseball, but labor talk still going on. Kind of did you last week on what's happening? They did not hit the deadline. Regular season games have been canceled. What appears to be the player's big piece of ammunition in terms of trying to get what they want is expanded playoffs in baseball and to me expanded playoffs is a massive mistake and i'm curious as a as a more casual baseball fan how rashad feels about a potential 
14-team or 12-team playoff in Major League Baseball. We'll get to that next, and then we'll move on to football news and notes. It's combine week, which means there's a lot of uh, non-combine news as well because all the teams are in the same place. We'll get to all that stuff uh, coming up here on Sports Sunday. First, Joe with sports. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, 938 here on The Fan in the middle of Sports Sunday. You can text us 503-250-1080. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Just chat a little Coach K, and then uh, you can hear the show if you missed any of it and want to go back and listen on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and tinyintothefan.com and most places you can find your podcast. But kind of in a similar vein to last segment, the, I'm very curious how non-baseball fan or casual baseball fan views what's going on in baseball because, you know, I'm living. I know Joe's a big baseball fan, so this is definitely more for you, Rashad, but I'm livid about what's going on. I'm very frustrated. Uh, I want my my favorite sport to come back. You know, I want to be able to, in three weeks, sit down and watch baseball every day. I want that, and I, I'm not going to have that because they're in a lockout. But the uh, the biggest bargaining chip that the players have is expanded playoffs because the teams want expanded playoffs because it means more money, right? I think they said if it goes up to 12 teams from 10, it would be like $100 million of revenue more for the owners you know split up of course but that that much more money so the players are really holding on to that as like if you really want expanded playoffs give us what we want in this and the owners are really pushing a 14 team playoff currently baseball has 10 you get the three division winners and you get the two wild card teams and those two wild card teams play one game so in reality, you're only getting four teams. It feels like four teams in from each league. And to me, that's perfect. 
because baseball is a long regular season and you want the regular season, especially if it's going to be that length, to matter, right? You you want to say, look at what I proved to you over 162 games. I'm worthy of being in the playoffs. When you add a couple of teams, okay, I can still see that being you know helpful. There are teams that are certainly deserving who just miss out. But you go up to 14 and you're like, then you're getting into NBA territory. And it's like, do you really want half the league making it, especially with this long of a regular season? You really just like, ah, this team went 82 and 80 and they made the playoffs. Like, that's not a playoff team, right? Like the eight seed is almost never a playoff team in the NBA. No, I I mean, of course, they make the playoffs, but it's really in the playoffs, you know, but they're not, you know, they're not they're not deserving. Usually, usually sometimes they are, but usually not. I'm curious how you view it for baseball because it seems as if the owners really want that 14 and the players may go that far to get what they want out of the new agreement. And it would be such a massive shift in the way baseball is, is in the, in the postseason. I I'm not a, I'm not a fan of expanding playoffs in like, general. And like this year for the NFL playoffs, like they just happen to be arguably the greatest playoffs that we've ever seen in football's history like it's it's quite possible we could we can say that all the way up into the super bowl like we can we can really make that claim um the first round of nba basketball unless we're talking about or of the of the playoffs unless we're talking about the four or five matchup maybe the three six is not fun basketball to watch no you know what i mean it's just it's we, we kind of know what that's going to be i think and, the problem is is the a little bit is the nba tricks you into thinking it might be because you get kind of, of you get kind of hyped for the playoffs the, to start. The advertising is great. Yeah, yeah. You, you get hyped for the playoffs to start in that first weekend when there's four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. You're like, let's go, let's go, let's NBA go. playoffs. And then you watch a team win by thirty, and you go, yeah, ah. it, it pretty much like because then you right. see you see a team that's really not supposed to be there. Like I would be okay, and I know a lot of people would would hate this, but I'd be okay if they kind of. Um, subtracted some teams from the playoffs and then you add well, a play-in game added. We've got the play-in and then you've added the play in game which is like now you're having uh, again a team that may be under 500 that's getting a chance to compete in the playoffs and also just not to try and make this too much of an nba segment but i mean it just goes to show that the none of these lower seeds are really doing anything no. ever in the NBA playoffs, uh, of all the seeds, the eighth seed, there's only been one finals appearance ever by an eighth seed. The Knicks, right? Yep, in uh, 99. Uh, never been a finals appearance by a seventh seed. Only two finals appearances by a sixth seed. One finals appearance by a fifth seed. And then five by a four seed. So, so basically it's really one through three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One through three, you've got seven championships, 16 for the two seed, and then 48 championships by the one seed. Uh-huh. So yeah. if you're in the seeds four through eight, your chances of winning, I mean, even just getting to the finals are very, very low. But on the flip side, if you do want to argue the basketball argument in hockey, they have 16 teams, and, and that that's a, a massive crapshoot every year. Yeah, Like eight seeds are constantly upsetting one seeds, constantly more frequently upsetting one seeds. You know, I, I, I think hockey lends itself to more upsets than basketball, but it does work in that sport. And I think you example. have a little might have a little more parity in, in hockey. You know, yes. like you don't have as many teams that are stacked to win. You know, right now you look at some of the rosters in, in baseball right now. It's like man, certain teams are built to win consistently, you know, everything. And so but yeah, even with that, even with that, yeah, you're even right. Even with the 10 team playoffs, we've had insane parity in yeah. baseball. But I don't know. I just I feel like 10 teams is already a lot. Um so now let's let's add what two more for each 
for the AL and NL? Or yeah, is that what I we're mean, trying to do? I think, well, I think they saw it working in the NFL, and well, they saw the fact that the NFL was able to take a two extra teams and put in the playoffs and make that work. So, Well, I do think, and, and I want to get to this next because uh, Max Scherzer did float an idea about this. I think they are leaning towards 12 because the players and owners agreed initially to 12 teams. And if that were to happen, I would not be as upset because I do think that usually that next team in each league is definitely a playoff-worthy team. Like, uh, you know, I, I can't remember exactly who, who was in the playoffs last year, but, like, let's say, like, for example, the Blue Jays had an amazing season, right? They finished third in the division, and they just missed the playoffs. If that's the extra team that gets added in, and you okay, can, you, you know can, what? I accept that. And you can see teams in baseball win 90 games and not – make the playoffs yes. like that happens all the time so that ni- a 90 win baseball team is much better than a 38 a 38 win basketball team that's making the playoffs right you know what I'm so, saying? I, so i could see that being you know i think i could get behind that most years but the 14 is too much and i it just feels like you're just rewarding mediocrity at that point i feel it or at least average baseball play so we'll get to a little bit more of this next and then uh, an hour two we got lots of nfl news and notes from the weekend that was at the Combine. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ooh, I like this. No, you don't. I feel like I... Well, I, I like the beat. No, you don't. It's on Kanye's new album. So I, I like the beat. Yeah, you, you're not allowed to like. I'm not allowed to like the no, beat. Yeah. I, I'm. I mean, I can't imagine what he's saying over this is anything good, but uh, I'm not hearing that right now. So I like the beat. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> biggest, think... most excused weirdo that I've seen in a long time. Just saying. Hey man, you know breakups are hard. Okay. Hey man, he like, is uh, he is down bad after <laughs> he Kim needs K. counseling, like real, but he doesn't want it. You know, he really needs counseling, but that's, okay, you know. But this beat is awesome. This beat, Kanye is awesome. Like, I'm, you know, he's he's talented. He's talented. He's just toxic. What's the name of the song, Joe? Praise God. Ah. Of course, right? Yeah, <laughs> certainly fits the bill. Um, That intro little liner he played, isn't that in a different song by somebody else? Oh, I don't know. The like the little voice that that I, I don't forget what she said. Probably Kanye's the king of samples. So I feel like I've heard it in other rap song. Sounds before. like a sermon or something like that being given at a church somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, so we got this text, and I and I this this does get me thinking, and I understand it. It said I think ninety games would actually be dope and would go well with an expanded playoffs. As far as these negotiations and with the players, uh, stand pat or stay patient and make the game better. I do agree with that. Um, the, the shorter regular season being tied together with expanded playoffs, to me, does make sense. I don't think that's going to happen. And as a baseball fan, I hate it. I love the long season. It's my one of my favorite parts about baseball is that every season is like 30 stories because it's so long and there's so many ins and outs and there's so many things that happen. And it's, you really, it, if you're a fan of the sport, you find it easy to get sucked into each little portion of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes like part of your life. If you're a, a big fan of a team, especially. So like for me as a Yankee fan, I watch, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to exaggerate here. I can't see literally every game, but I, I watch probably 
140 of the 162 games every year, maybe 130, you know, maybe a little less than that. I make a point to watch as many games as I possibly can. I love the sport. I love my team and I love the length of the season because I, I get, I'm like addicted to the different, the ups and downs. I think it's awesome. I understand that for a large majority of sports fans, not baseball fans, a large majority of sports fans think it's way too long and think it's boring and think that games don't matter in the middle. And I understand those arguments. I do think if you expand the playoffs, the way to make it a little bit better is to shorten the season because it, it just kind of allows there to be that bit more of a question of, are these teams deserving or not? Cause when you're in a long season, you kind of know who's deserving or not. Right. And in a 14 team playoff after 162, you're like, nah, that team doesn't. And it's easy to run. It's, it's easy, you know, cause we forget. I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of casual fans like me forget that baseball still has double headers. And they still play sometimes, you know, twice a day and, you know, back to back. Like, I mean, so these guys, usually I can imagine by game 100, you know, game 110 are kind of burnt out. And, you know, injuries start piling up and things like that. And typically, like, what, what do we know about playoff sports? Typically, the, the team that's healthiest is going to win, right? And yeah. so I think shortening your season would obviously make it easier for your guys to stay healthy. And then I, you might even get quality playoff series and i think instead of just having maybe one or two great series how about man three or four of them were awesome because guys were still where where it should have been game 145 they're in the playoffs and you're, you're trying to push for for a world series so so here here's the thing um using the full season as an example looking last year if they had the 14 team playoffs the american league i think would have been very interesting the National League would have been a little bit more mediocre because if you had that, they would have the three divisional winners and then they would have four wildcard teams in a 14-team playoff. In the American League, you would have had the Rays with 100 wins. They won the AL East. White Sox with 93 wins. Astros with 95 wins are division winners. All deserving, right? The next best teams were Red Sox at 92, Yankees at 92, Blue Jays at 91, and the Mariners at 90. There's your seven teams, all of them at 90 wins or above. That's a year where it works, right? That's those teams are all potentially deserving. Well, if it gets the Mariners in, I'm all for it. National League, though, <laughs> you would have had Braves with 88 wins, Brewers with 95, and Giants with 107, all division winners deserving. But then that's when the problem starts. Next up, Dodgers, yes, 106. They finish second. And then you have the Cardinals with 90, and then the Reds with 83 and the Phillies with 82 and the Padres with 79. Like, yeah, but those top teams already made the playoffs in the National League last year. You already had Giants, Dodgers, Cardinals, Brewers, Braves. The rest of the teams are not deserving. The Phillies finished two games over 500. That's not a playoff team. The Reds finished four games over 500. That's not a playoff team. And so, yes, you may get lucky in an American League year like that where you've got a lot of top-heavy teams and get a wonderful playoffs with seven, but the National League is like, come on. Well, we know it's not about, we know it's not about uh, com competition. It's about revenue, and it's about an opportunity to, to make money. You can overcharge for playoff tickets as well. So it's not about competition or competitive games. It's about making more money. Well, and this is where I feel like I listen to you and Patrick every Wednesday when I'm working here and how much you guys hate the idea of expanded playoff, but it's just, 
it kills me where it's like, because you love the game as much as you do, and you want it to not only maintain the fan base, but make it grow. And to me, with having a regular season as long as it is, keeping more fan bases attention on the season and watching games if you have the expanded playoff that gives more markets and more fan bases the idea of okay well the season's not over yet we are in the playoff hunt we have a chance of making the playoffs here still in july or august and again as an oriole fan i know the season's over by may like it's it's clear as day but if you have you know the season's over by april yeah let's be real spring training yeah um (laughs) But, I mean, you have those Reds or Phillies teams that are right in it outside of the playoff chase in this format, but you know have a chance of making it in an expanded format. Those Cincinnati Reds fans, those Philadelphia Philly fans, those Mariner fans, they're watching these games much earlier in the season than, you know, the end of August, Mm -hmm. September, you know, where it's like the chase is finally heating up. And you get more of those fan bases clicking in, watching in on games, and caring about the whole 162 versus the last 22. I think what it is for me is I can logically understand what will get fans more involved, and I do want the sport to grow. Mm -hmm. But what I like about the sport is the opposite of that. What I love about baseball is the grind and the really, really, really small chance to make a playoffs. Like, I love the tension of that. And maybe it's because I'm a fan of a team who often is in the playoff hunt. And that's why I feel that way. I'm, I can, I'm willing to accept that as, as a, as a fact, right? I mean, every year it's exciting because they're in the playoff hunt as a Yankee fan. Um, but that's what I love about it. Shortening the season to me, I feel like does the sport a disservice to me. I understand for other fans that may be good, but selfishly as a baseball fan, that damages my my love of the sport because I love having from April to November a sport that I am addicted to that I watch every day. 90 games, that's less games to watch. That's less of a long season. So for me, I hate it, but I understand it. I'm, to- I'm always torn with this because I do want the game to grow. I don't want the game to get worse and disappear and lose fans. But what I love about it is the part that most people hate about it. And that's where I have my biggest issue. Because I love it. I, I love the grind. I uh, love 162. I hate it because it's it's a lot. I think I think people who are like me, mind you, casual fan, and yeah. I will let anybody know that like casual baseball fan here. But uh, I don't want the TV to be dominated by baseball. When we get into what that's why they call it the dog days of summer, and this is the reason why ESPN or Fox or whoever you watch for to get your sports, you know, intake. This is why they do stuff like, oh, who's the Mount Rushmore of this and the greatest athletes of all time? And this because baseball alone, I don't think can can move the needle. Honestly, I think soccer's taken over. I think all those casual baseball fans are now soccer fans. You just mentioned that uh, the the Charlotte team pretty much packed out their stadium. Like you know, seventy thousand plus, seventy five thousand fans. Yeah. That's insane for soccer. We remember what it was like here just a couple months ago when the Timbers were competing for. Uh, the MLS championship. They were in the final. Like they were in the final, and Here. the streets of Portland were crazy with soccer. You know what I'm saying? So I think we're at that point to where the shift is happening. Younger people are starting to see that this is a little more exciting. Oh, soccer's and soccer, exploding. And in yeah. soccer, like, <laughs> man, you can honestly, you can honestly have an impact on the game. Fans can have an impact on the outcome of the game. And 
I don't know if you can really say that all the way for baseball. I think you, you know, can. You can. I mean, I don't know. You might be able to because I've only been to a few baseball games. Think, think I, about those moments when you watch the playoffs on TV and it's like two strikes, two on, and it's deafeningly loud and the pitcher has to step off because he's, you know, they, they certainly can't have that yeah, impact. But and, and but soccer, it's, soccer it's a nonstop, almost kind of like college football, college basketball atmosphere. It's like cons- cons- constant energy like and so i just think when you got a sport like baseball it's kind of struggling to keep the younger people involved like they got to do something to make it more you know more fun to watch and so if i can get 120 games of solid baseball with men with guys that are rested and ready like that would i would probably be more inclined to watch that as opposed to 160 games i know for a fact they don't care about certain series and stuff so just uh, two quick things. I find it hilarious that just now in 2022, Americans are like, oh, hey, this soccer thing's pretty it's, it's cool. It's all right, right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Why have we been watching this before? Yeah, I can like, get behind this, man. How long have they been doing this for? Uh, just like 150 years. Really? That's amazing. Um, but I, I'm What about t- other countries? Do they like this sport? <laughs> yeah. No, that's just an American thing. We, I'm pretty sure right. we invented this. Yeah, we invented <laughs> Well, technically, we did invent soccer, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and I'm on my side with the 162. You don't change it. Like, I remember my son a few weeks back asking about the 82-game schedule. And he's like, do you think it should be shorter? I'm like, nope. And he's like, well, why? I'm like, because it's been 82 games. It's been 162 for however long. We're not just going to change it just so – five percent of people can be happy and i, I like, guess that's the other that's a great way to look at it shortening the season how much growth does it give you i'm sure there's probably a study you can do on that or baseball's done on that if the number is huge then you should seriously consider it but if you're gaining five percent because you shortened it from 162 to 100 is and, that worth it then? Gra- granted the nba versus mlb thing i think that's two different uh groups you're trying to appease with oh, of course baseball you're trying to appease the fans with nba you're trying to appease the players i think that there's a real push from the players that they want the season to be shorter but i just say it's like suck it up you know 162 mlb's been doing that forever and that's just how it is and if you don't like it then whatever don't watch and kind of same thing with the nba it's 82 games if you want to catch on in the last two three months whatever fine do it but we're not going to shorten and that's the what season. i think most of us just don't watch and i think that's the big thing because you can say you know, shorten it or don't, or, or, you know, watch it or don't. I think most people just choose, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Don't. I do think, though, if you want to do that, the best way to do it to make people still stick, the, the, the diehards still happy, is I think 120 or something like that is more of a reasonable uh, change than 90, right? Yeah, that's like Like cutting out fair. 40 games, although still a lot, is it feels to the baseball fan like okay but it's still there's still a grind when you cut it to 90 when you're basically cutting yeah, it in half, half the season yeah that is a that's huge, going to a 40 and 40 game nba season nobody i mean that is a huge that difference doesn't, that doesn't work yeah so um so i mean it, and so I, if you want people to go along with shortening the season throwing out 90 is never going to work but if you want to go to 120 125 whatever the number is that works for the scheduling I think you'd get more people going like, I don't like it, but at least it's still a long season. You know, at least I can still see what I like about the sport. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, it sounds like 12 is certainly going to happen, but we'll see if the players do 14. 12 is not too bad. I don't, I don't love it, but 12 is not too bad. Um, All right. Hour two, there are NFL notes. The combine means numbers and stats and fast running and hand size debate and all that kind of stuff. But it also means NFL rumors.
because every single team is in Indianapolis and they're talking and they're talking to reporters and we're learning things. So let's get to the NFL news and notes from the Combine weekend. Next, this is Sports Sunday on the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.